anybody that's talked to me probably knows that like change management is the name of the game from my perspective in terms of really unlocking a successful transformation and helping people understand why you're going through that transformation, how it's going to help them in their day-to-day life and getting them to be the advocates for the, the, the transformation within your organization. That's when you're going to find that, that like true nirvana of a digitally transformed organization. And it's not a single destination. It's that shift to continuous improvement and shift to optimization as an organization that I think is really that idea of transformation. Hey, Carl, how you doing, buddy? That's Sean. How you been, sir? How you been? Doing good. Loving life. The weather's getting warm. The sun is shining. Um, all things considered, I'm quite happy. So thank you. Uh, doing really well, brother. And uh, hi, everybody out there. Welcome to another episode of As Is To Be. I am your co-host, Sean Achenpong, as well as Carl. Say a quick hello. Hey, Hey. <laughs> uh, Carl also goes by Creed. Right on. And we have a very special guest today. We have Emma Roloff. So hi, Emma. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us on today's uh, crossover episode of As Is To Be. Um, let me take a moment to tell you a little bit about Emma. Uh, so she is a senior sales executive with Navient and where they specialize in digital transformation and technology solutions. She is also a co-host of the third Thursday series, which is an exciting online podcast. Um, really amazing stuff. Definitely want to tune into that. And Finally, like over the course of her 10-year career, she has amassed a wealth of experience as a trainer, a speaker, and a digital transformation ambassador. So thank you again, Emma, for joining us today. Yeah, it's wonderful to be teaming back up with you guys for our conversation. So I'm excited to dig in. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's exciting now to flip it. And now we ask you questions uh, for this next session. And Emma, it's funny, um, this next question, because we were just talking about, you know, emerging from the pandemic, but uh, not to go backwards, but I'm curious to know, um, during the pandemic, um, everyone had to transition and adjust. And did you have to pivot in order to prepare for your new way of work um, before you implemented any new digital transformations for your clients? So leading into um, the pandemic, Navient as an organization was actually situated very well to manage that pivot. And part of it is because while a good chunk of our team is here um, in, well, actually today, very much so sunny Verona, Wisconsin, (laughs) Um, we, we have employees that are all over the U.S. and in Canada as well. So um, over the last couple of years, part of our growth strategy has been to, um, because of the way that we work and what we're helping organizations do, we recognized that our team could manage remote work. And so um, probably for about two years leading into the pandemic, we had been um, internally getting used to 
having kind of these hybrid meetings where you were in the room with the people that were in the office with you and joining remotely with those folks that might have been in other offices or working from home. So um, that pivot, at least internally with our operations, didn't really take a, a lot of effort. I would say the biggest change for us was more on, um, for folks like myself, on the, the account management and sales side, as well as with our consultants who are kind of the, the, the face of the organization that are actively working in capacities that typically were in person. Um, so that is a shift that's, that's taken time. And I would say the biggest lessons learned from our perspective and it kind of goes off of what we were talking about during our conversation on um, digital transformation talks, but it's this idea of bite-sized information, breaking things down in a different way than maybe we would have been doing if we were in person and um, facilitating sessions for our consulting engagements a little differently than maybe we had when we could do them in person or facilitating conversations a little differently um, as we're introducing ourselves to customers or having some of the, the conversations like we're gonna talk about here in a little bit with the idea of like art of possible presentations and really looking at how we can break down these larger engagements into ways that we're not burning people out. Um, and so rather than having hour long sessions, we cut them down to half hour long sessions. And right. we had people that were specifically waiting to answer questions or interact with our customers and prospects through the chat functions within that platform um, and kind of emceeing our sessions to make sure that there weren't questions that were missed and that we were trying to replicate that in-person environment as much as possible. Um, we did things like the speed dating networking with our customers so that they still had the opportunity to interact with one another. And so those types of things, and there was certainly a pivot, but thankfully like our core business operations really weren't impacted that much because of some of the work that we had done for a couple of years leading into it. Wow, there's so much things to unpack there. I mean, the, the preparation <laughs> is obvious. It, the fact that uh, one, you're paying attention to not uh, burning out your own uh, staff is is amazing. Um, and it's great that that's one of the first things that you did. I really uh, can relate and understand why that's critical. Uh, but that creativity of reaching out to your customers, that speed dating, am I heard that right? Speed dating? Now that's an amazing tactic. So it's a, it was through the platform that we were using. Um, and yeah. yeah, so it was like these two minute networking bite sizes where you obviously didn't have to participate if you didn't want to, um, but you'd kind of like enter yourself into the pool and it would match you with somebody else and you could have a two minute video conversation. And sometimes you, and then if you felt like, two minutes was clearly not enough for that conversation. You could kind of like match with that person and trade um, contact information so that like through the platform so that you could communicate with one another again at a later time and kind of like schedule longer video chat with that person. Or there was like some integrations with LinkedIn and that type of thing so that you could connect with people after the fact as well. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, because it's like a, a very normal or natural way for people who want to engage with their coworkers, you know, and being remote. Um, yeah, it puts a light spin on, you know, just their interests of staying connected or meeting new people or working with their team in different ways. So I, I think that's fantastic. 
Um, further on that, and really to, to further unpack, um, do you have any required concepts or really necessary steps that um, that will support a successful digital transformation solution with your clients? Anybody that's talked to me probably knows that like change management is the name of the game from my perspective in terms of really unlocking a successful transformation. And I have said it before and I will say it again, you can have the latest, greatest, best technology in the whole wide world. Um, but if you do not do what is necessary on the front end to gather the appropriate um, adoption and acceptance of that change within your organization, it's going to fall flat. And, um, you know, at Navient, we have a number of technology solutions that are available to us. And, um, you know, hopefully the right tools to pull out and solve our customers' problems as we're, as we are diving into those engagements on the consulting side. Um, but ultimately what we always say is the technology is the easy part. We can tell the technology what we want it to do with our configurations and development. But I think that is that secret element of success and it has to be driven by the organization that's trying to go through that transformation. You know, folks like Navient are certainly there to support you and give you recommendations on how to manage that change. But ultimately it has to be a culture within your company. And um, it has to be something that is encouraged and um, celebrated within the, the four, you know, virtual walls. <laughs> organization. And, um, you know, we, we talked about some tactics for adoption during our last discussion and things um, that will help you get that acceptance and that excitement of the change. But there's a couple of things in terms of, you know, being really clear and open in your communication as an organization about what's happening through your transformation, I think is one of the biggest things. And sometimes that means, um, you know, going back to the pivot idea, ooh, what we thought was going to work and how we thought we were gonna accomplish solving this problem is not actually the direction that we need to go in to be successful. And that failure is okay. And it's not even failure if you're pivoting and you're learning from it. That learning is powerful and important. And here's how we're going to take what we've learned and put it into practice. That type of communication I think is incredibly important. Um, and then helping people understand why you're going through that transformation, how it's going to help them in their day-to-day -day life and getting them to be the advocates for the, the, the transformation within your organization. Um, and I think that that starts at the top level by helping people understand that it's a strategic initiative within your organization, but it has to filter throughout the entire company with this cultural shift of, you know, we want to hear what you have to think about this transformation. We want to understand your ideas because you're the one completing the job. So help us understand where those challenges are and how we work through them. Um, and I think if you can manage that change management component appropriately and you bring in technology at the right time to support the change that's happening within your organization and then the, the real trick then is continuing to scale that and support that transformation across the entire organization. That's when you're going to find that that like true nirvana of a digitally transformed organization. And 
It's not a single destination. It's not going to be accomplished and the job is done. See you later. It's that shift to continuous improvement and shift to optimization as an organization that I think is really that idea of transformation. Emma, that really resonates with me. You're using the word continuous improvement. Uh, those are things that are really important, I think, into uh, creating a digital transformation, but also leading to really um, prominent adoption. Uh, what tactics do you use to deliver uh, uh, enterprise-wide adoption and to achieve that continuous improvement transformation that you're uh, going for? So one of the things that I think is really um, important for generating that excitement and generating um, that kind of like organizational wide excitement, I mean, excitement behind that transformation is this idea of helping people understand the art of a possible. And, um, you know, we talked about during the last conversation that we had a lot of tactics for getting them to understand how to adopt the solution and kind of more tactical things of helping scale organizational change with like a triage process and helping kind of heat map out what's going to be that next adventure. The first piece of that, I think, is this art of the possible. And I work with my customers a lot on this, and it's the idea of helping organizations understand what tools are already available to help solve some of the problems that maybe they just don't know could be solved with their current tool set. And um, so, you know, I've, I've mentioned we have a number of different tools that are available um, from Navient's perspective in our toolkit that we pull out to solve these problems. But when we start working with an organization, it's typically not a large scale, every single employee in the entire company is being impacted by our implementation. We probably wouldn't be successful if we, did, we tried to go about it with this big bang approach all the time. But what we find is a lot of times, maybe we'll start working with a company um, to help them automate their accounts payable processes. And they are looking at bringing in invoices and, um, you know, intelligently capturing the information that's coming off of those documents and, you know, doing all of the things that we talk about with digital transformation, like routing that information appropriately and integrations with these different tools. So once we've helped, you know, one area in the organization accomplish their goal of streamlining their processes, Typically what starts to happen is there's a little bit of like percolation on this idea of, oh my gosh, my job just got a lot easier. And oh my gosh, yeah. you know, we were able to use these tools in this way. And let me tell you what we started to do. And suddenly somebody in a different department, you know, if we maybe we're talking about an insurance organization, you know, AP started to do this process. And then somebody in the claims department realizes like, hey, we had all sorts of you know, forms and information that's coming in that we could use some of the to start pulling that information out of those documents and driving processes with the, the way that you guys are managing this process over here, even though it's not the same. And so some of that will happen by happenstance where these conversations and, you know, maybe not as much now in the virtual world where these conversations start to happen about how we're solving problems within our department. Um, but that's not always the case. And there isn't always this really free flow of organizational 
problem solving that goes around um, just based on the nature of how a company operates. And so as a, you know, kind of that liaison to digital transformation, I see it as my role to help connect some of those dots. And I use this idea of a art of the possible presentation to help start those wheels turning in all different departments. And so um, where I've found the most success with this is where we can either, um, you know, we've, we're working with IP, IT department to, you know, they hear HR would like a solution and we know that you guys have a toolkit that could help solve some of their problems. Can you come in and talk a little bit about how the solution framework that you've deployed in this area of the business can help them? And a lot of times these conversations are not, um, you know, they're an hour long and it's kind of like a lunch and learn type thing where we start to talk at a high level about how these tools work, but really where the value comes is when you can start a conversation with the group about what problems are you seeing or what processes do you have today that are driven by this type of information or where do you have a lot of repetitive process that we can automate using these tools. And so when you can start to have those conversations and you can get that excitement generated in the right way, then that's a really great feeding mechanism into that idea of the triage process that we were talking about before. So once people start to understand, hey, we can do all of these really cool things and these tools are available to us right now within our organization, how do you start to then... Um, determine what that prioritization looks like, what's going to have the biggest impact on the organization, and then how do you start to prioritize that rollout and scaling of those solutions across the organization. And so that's one of the things that we do oftentimes with our customers that you know are looking to make the most of their investment with the different solutions that we have um, to bring forward and um and then after you know you've gone through that triage process then it kind of kicks off that next consulting engagement where you're diving into requirements and what is that current state and what do we want that future state to look like and then deciding what and how technology comes into that equation mm. but it's just fostering the idea of it is possible for your job to look and feel very different. And you don't have to be in this position where you're managing filing cabinets full of paper, or you don't have to be in this position where you're completing the same task 25 times every day. And just letting people know that that's available and an option to them is incredibly um, powerful. And it kind of opens up the floodgates in terms of how you scale your solutions from there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, that's, and I love the framing of the art of the possible, just giving people a chance to envision almost what a future might look like um, in contrast to work that might be already happening in another department uh, by way of a solution framework. So yeah, uh, just the ability to open people's minds up to how they can bring those simplicity and ease of use and convenience to their life, I can see that being a really strong snowballing effect, definitely. Um, I do have one more question. Um, <clears throat> what's next in your digital transformation future and how others can follow you on, on this journey? So um, there's a couple of things. So when I was initially thinking through this question, I was thinking about like, 
where's the industry going? <laughs> and then also, um, but now I'm kind of thinking about like, what are the different conversations that I'm having that kind of feed into that idea? So um, in terms of where I think, you know, our industry is going and digital transformation as a whole is, is moving, I think we're going to start to see much more of um integrations and kind of holistic approaches to transformation. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, um, being in the transformation space, there are always buzzwords and there are always new and exciting technologies that are coming becoming available. But what I have seen as a trend over the last probably year or so is those lines of what is what are starting to blur a little bit. And um, I always talk about this game of semantics that we play within our industry where um, we, you know, we define something and then we rename it. Um, <laughs> so everything is AI until it gets specific enough where it gets a new name or, um, you know, uh, and so, but when you look at something like a concept like intelligent automation, um, that is a collection of technologies. It is not one thing. And for an organization to be successful, they don't necessarily need to have a specific technology. They need to have a set of capabilities to help them solve their problems. And so I think we, and you know, mergers and acquisitions that are taking place within our industry, but also just expansions of capabilities. I think this trend is something that we're going to see um, continue in the sense that there is not one right tool for solving your problem, but there are collections of capabilities that you need and how do you combine these capabilities to create really powerful solutions for your organization. Um, and so in terms of those trends and how I, you know, feel like I have the place to, to kind of talk about those trends and what I'm seeing is through some of the other stuff that we're doing um, with the third Thursday that you mentioned, as well as um, the digital transformation talks that you guys joined me for. Um, I'm pretty frequently having these types of conversations with leaders like yourself in the industry. Um, and so specifically the third Thursday is a really fun opportunity for people to come join a live conversation on how um, these different trends are going to affect organizations and digital transformation as a whole. Um, and so looking at things like, okay, so integrations, what does that mean? What does the merging of capabilities mean? And how does that impact your transformation at an organizational level? Um, and so those are kind of the, the pieces that, that I am excited about and excited to see how um, the tools that I'm deploying with our team start to adopt voice technology or more see more and more implications of machine learning and AI being built into these tools that my customers already have access to. And so that evolution is something that I'm super excited to watch. And, you know, you mentioned 10 years ago when I started my working career, I don't know if I would have known that I was going to be quite so excited <laughs> about <laughs> such a specific, maybe, um, little nerdy uh, industry, but it's something that I'm really excited to see. And I think it's going to have such a big impact on the world that my little slice of it is something that gets me really excited every morning. Absolutely. And we're glad that you're excited for it because your third Thursday, I'm a big fan. Sean is a big fan as well. I love the conversation on AI and ML. Uh, you talk about it in this nice 
bite-sized, I'm going to use this phrase again, bite-sized segments of information. And it makes me want more, <laughs> right? When you said, okay, that's enough time. That's much time we have. I'm just like, oh no, I want to hear a little bit more. So thank you for joining us on our show. Um, the, the art of possible. I, I really love that phrase. Um, and uh, Emma, I appreciate that you are able to share some information on how you prepare and develop tactics of adoption. So thank you for uh, being part of our show. Yeah, thank you for having me, you guys. I really appreciate it. Awesome. So there you have it. As is to be podcast. Today, we talked with Emma Roloff about how to prepare and develop tactics of adoption. She shared a few concepts, the art of the possible, uh, her her show, which is uh, the third Thursday. Make sure you catch it on uh, Thursday, obviously, on LinkedIn Live. Uh, I'm Carl Reed, who also goes by Creed. Sean, want to just give a shout out? All right. Thanks again. Yeah, this has been a peach as always, you know, so we join you on, uh, on the next episode. Absolutely. All right. Take care all. Peace. Peace.